Hey there, Meow Mentor. So today I want to talk to you about parasites. <laughs> when you think about parasites in your cat, it's easy to imagine the icky feeling of a tiny worm crawling across your skin. But if you're not careful, they can do a lot more than just make you feel queasy. In fact, some types of worms and bugs that live in the intestines of cats can cause serious health problems. So remember to frequently take your cat to the vet and get rid of all the parasites it may have. So very quickly, let's talk about um, that. Let's talk about get rid of different kinds of parasites. So we've got the obvious big five culprits that I'm going to talk about very briefly. I'm not a vet, so I can't go into detail or give you medical knowledge, but I just want to give you the simplicity of it, a couple little tidbits, and then pretty much just say, go to the vet. Make sure your cat gets checked out at least once a year, for God's sake. So one of them is intestinal parasites. Now, obviously, Aside from seeing the little worm crawling out the backside of your cat like a little string or something, or seeing it in the poo that is in the litter box, if you notice your cat like losing a lot of weight, that's a possibility that you want to check out for intestinal worms. Now those aren't good for you either if you handle the poo, and hopefully you don't handle the poo when you do disinfect your hands after you change the litter box, but there's nothing to be paranoid about because they sell either pills or even I've seen drops that go on the back, just like flea medicine that go on the back of the neck that handle those kind of intestinal parasites. So just be careful and, you know, pay attention to your cat. And it's not, it doesn't need to be a big deal. So the next obvious culprit is the flea. Now, uh, my cats are indoor cats. Their chances of having or getting fleas are relatively low. But that said, when they do go out for the romp in the garden, uh, you know, the larva of the flea can survive a lot. So it's very easy to pick up a flea larva. It's very easy for it to be dormant for a long time, and it's very easy for it to hatch and then multiply like crazy. So you still want to watch for it, whether your cats are indoor cats, whether they're house cats like mine, or whether they go outside, you want to watch for the fleas. Now, obviously, there's the medication they can take internally. There's this pill that they can take once every six months that just stripes the flea's reproductive cycle. There is the uh, back-of-the-neck treatment, the collars. There's all kinds of stuff for fleas because it's pretty prevalent, but you do want to watch for it. Uh, if you get bitten by a flea, it's not exactly pleasant either. And it's very unpleasant for them to be itching all the time. So if you notice your cat itching all the time, biting at certain parts of it while it's grooming, these are signs it might have a might have a tick, but it might have fleas. So pay attention to that. And if you do see them, you really do need to handle those right away. So now there's another one. And... Um, this one I'm going to preface by saying that I might not pronounce it the way you pronounce it. I uh, grew up in the USA and I am in the UK for the last 11 years. And so my pronunciation is a little bit of a blend. So this one is called Guterbra. 
cuterebra. Now, whether you say cuterebra or cuterebra, cuterebra is the way I'm saying it. Now, what these are, are, um, it's basically the scientific name for a type of bot fly that causes a parasitic infection. And there's a name for it called cuterebriasis. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that one or is pronouncing it. But it occurs in cats when the larva of the fly enters the cat's body. And so the lesions are sometimes called warbles. So usually those are located on the head, the neck, or the trunk. Pretty much what it is is it's a breathing hole for the larva. Not pleasant, gross, not a fun thing to have, but you want to pay attention to it. So, uh, I mean, if anyone happens to be listening that has a dog, a ferret, or even a human, <laughs> you can all be infected by this. But pretty much our topic is cats, and so um, it's relatively common. And removing the larva is the key to treating it. And so it's very important that you pay attention to that. And I won't go into too much details about the eggs and all that crap, but really cats are not ideal hosts, but they can become inadvertently infected after coming into contact with those eggs. So again, pay attention to whether you see lesions near the head, the neck, or anywhere in the body, but really the head and the neck are the big ones. And so what do the larvae look like? They look like short, fat worms that are usually up to an inch long, and they're typically gray or beige in color. So here are the signs. There's two signs to look for. You want to look for a lump or area of swelling and matted hair around a small hole in the skin. If you see those, you're going to know there's a worm in there. Now, that's gross, right? So <laughs> there's a worm in there. Um, so anyway, there. that's where you see the lesions. That's what to look for. It does It cause increased grooming. It becomes, you know, unpleasant for the cat. Now, okay, in rare cases, it can migrate to delicate tissues, obviously like, like the brain, the eyelids, the pharynx, the nasal cavities. <clears throat> that can be pretty serious. <coughs> I mean, it can cause everything from seizures to circling, blindness, unusual behavior. Again, that's a little bit more rare, so don't be worried about that one. Um, what you should be looking at is that the larvae are usually, the lesions aren't usually visible until the larvae are large enough to cause the lump or the, or the swelling, and it can also have a uh, bacterial infection. Uh, you should definitely contact your veterinarian if you notice a swelling anywhere on your cat's body, no matter what it is, right? Contact the vet. Treatment, you know, may be needed. So, yeah, again, cats are not the ideal hosts. They do that, you know, but kind of by accident, they become a host. So um, now this particular thing is found all over the Americas. Okay, so in North America, infestations occur more in the summer and in the fall. Um, you cannot get the infection from the cat. But do keep in mind, it's possible to develop a lesion after coming into direct contact with botfly eggs. So while you don't need to be scared of your cat, you're not going to get it from the cat, 
you can get it if you are in contact with the botfly eggs, right? Now, here's the treatment. The treatment is, you know, you're going to remove the fly larva from the body. You're going to, veterinarian may recommend sedation in order to remove the larva and clean the wound properly. And it's fairly straightforward, but tricky. It's, it's, you know, it needs to be removed in one piece, obviously, so it doesn't, you know, break apart and contaminate. And uh, so what the vet's going to do, he's going to make the breathing hole bigger and then grasp the larva with some forceps, obviously little ones, and then just, you know, pull the, the thing out. <laughs> so uh, not I'm not telling you this because you should do it at home. I really don't recommend that you, you do it at home um, because there's lots of other things that need to be done, like cleaning the cutting away the unhealthy tissue and all that kind of stuff. You're not going to want to do this at home. So if you do notice, I mean, take it to the vet. And recovery is fast as long as the cat doesn't groom the area during healing. So, you know, they might need to put the cone of shame on and, you know, that kind of thing. Best way to prevent it is to just keep them indoors all the times, just like the other ones. Um, outdoor cats often hunt small mammals and may come into contact with it. But, you know, so if your cat does go outdoor again, don't panic, don't worry, but just, you know, keep an eye out and contact the vet if you notice anything unusual. It's not a huge deal and it's nothing to panic about, but it's something uh, really to keep an eye out for. And uh, it's pretty gross. So anyway, <laughs> spent a long time on that one. Uh, ear mites are the next one. Ear mites are very common in cats. Um, not to be confused with ear wax, though, because I suspected ear mites with my cats. I took it to the vet once, and he said, no, it's just ear wax. So there's ear wax, there's ear mites. So you can keep your cat's ears clean gently with a Q-tip, but cat's ears are a lot more sensitive than human ears. So you really don't want to be doing that or have to be doing that too often, to be honest with you. So while you can do it, it is not recommended. Ear mites, again, uh, they pick it up from outdoors, but they can pick it up indoors too. It just depends. And you want to notice what they are. I think this one is pretty common, so I don't need to, you know, harp on it. It's, you know, it looks like earwax. It's, you know, the cats have stuff in their ears. It can be black, could be tan color, dark tan color. And uh, you just want to notice and... If you see a lot of it, maybe it's ear mites. Ear mites will progress though. So unlike ear wax, which is pretty harmless, it's just wax, the ear mites can actually eat away at the fur around the ears or the, you know, the, and it can actually cause a lot of damage. So you, those do need to be handled and there is medication, there is treatment for it. So like anything else on this list, don't just ignore the stuff that's happening in your cat. Last one's heartworm. Now, obviously, that's not one's not going to be visible. There's no, you know, thing on the skin or the fur uh, or, or little things jumping out at you. But um, the heartworm is a pretty bad one. You want to make sure that treatment is done for heartworm uh, that's available to you. So depending on what country you're in, there might be different things available, different options for you. But you do want to make sure that the cat's protected from that because it obviously affects the heart. And what's that going to do? Well... Anything from a heart murmur to death. So this one is very, very serious, and you want to make sure that you pay attention to it. Cats should not be panting. Cats should not be, uh, you know, out of breath easily. You know, they, they don't do that normally. If you see that, 
you might want to pick up the telephone and ask your vet if it's worth a checkup. So just keep those five in mind. Those are the big five. There's obviously other parasites. There's obviously other things that can affect a cat. I didn't talk about ticks too much today and stuff like that. But those are really the big five you should worry about. And if you notice any of the signs, if you, always, you know, just call your vet and ask them. Or look it up online. There's lots of services, whether you're in the UK or the U- US or the UK. So follow us on social media at Cat Lady Justin and join our Facebook group, The Kitty Boss, and share this podcast, share this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we would love to hear from you. If you happen to be on Anchor, you can send us a voice message, you know. Um, so those are your reminders for today. So remember, get rid of those different kinds of parasites. Keep that kitty happy so that it's protected for a lifetime of unconditional love.